When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hey, Dustin Hawkinsmith here, back on the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn State Health. Looking on this edition at four position groups that might be undergoing the most change from what we saw in 2021. This comes up because we saw re- earlier this week on Monday, Penn State updated its online roster, and you got a better feel for where some of these changes were going to occur, which veteran personnel. Uh, was going to move on from Penn State, maybe transfer elsewhere, maybe give up football altogether. We'll see what happens with them. Certainly wish them the best. But looking at the first position group here, running back, um, you saw Noah Kane opted to transfer, and shortly after he made that intention known, he ended up at LSU going back home. He's from Baton Rouge originally. He played high school football at IMG Academy, had some really good flashes Early in his Penn State career, 2019, uh, emerged as possibly Penn State's most reliable back um, a lot of the season. Journey Brown kind of took over and, and burst onto the scene late, uh, ended up having to retire from football, and that opened the gate for Noah Kane to, to be Penn State starter in 2020, suffered an unfortunate injury on the first drive of the season out at Indiana. Hasn't really been the same since. You saw him looked a little slow, looked a little hesitant, maybe didn't look all that healthy in 2021, and he was part of that running back group that really struggled to get much going. So removing him from the equation creates some opportunities, also creates some questions. The first question, I think, is Kevon Lee. Is he a true number one running back? He emerged as such in 2020 because Penn State didn't have a whole lot of other options. He's a big kid, listed at six foot, about 230 pounds. He's shown some quickness, especially last season. He showed a little quickness. Can he establish more power? Can he be more consistent? Can he um, can he can he move the change when you need them? Can he be a reliable source of yarders, not just a somebody who um, breaks off a big run here or there? That's the question. You know, is he your number one back to start the year? As we're sitting here today, it looks like a pretty good possibility. Um, Devin Ford is a guy who was a formerly high, highly regarded recruit from Virginia. Hasn't really materialized um, over the course of his Penn State career. You've seen him get touches. You haven't seen him make the climb up the depth chart. Could that happen for him in 2022? It certainly could, but you've heard James Franklin talk uh, at least a couple times about Devin Ford's ability to be more consistent, a more consistent runner when the ball's in his hands, more consistent work on the practice field. Doing so would help his chances greatly of moving up the depth chart. Once again, a good opportunity for him to take this offseason and run with it and, and make his claim not even just to be the number two. I think the number one job is still up for grabs. 
Keziah Holmes, uh, redshirted last season. He was uh, looked to be the, the plan to redshirt him as a true freshman in 2020. But just like Kevon Lee, injuries forced him into the lineup. But last season was was almost a, a second opportunity to redshirt him. He was kind of the odd man out anyway with the arrival of John Lovett, who is uh, who has, has moved on from Penn State's depth chart. So now Kaziah Holmes, who really nice combination of speed and power and quickness. Uh, haven't gotten a chance to see him with a lot of volume yet, but he's a guy who could turn some heads and be a, su- a pleasant surprise this winter and spring. Don't be surprised if he makes a claim here. Uh, once again, maybe the number three job maybe pushes for something bigger than that because I don't think any of the top two, three spots are established by anybody yet. Katron Allen arrives as, as a five foot ten, two hundred twenty pound uh, kind of force of nature power back. Um, his skill set and his strengths overlapped a bit with what Noah Kane's are, which is to, to always move the pile forward, always keep his legs moving, and be good for three, four, five yards at a clip. Also looks like a pretty good guy with a, a nose for the goal line, so when you get close uh, inside the red zone. Could see Katron Allen over the course of his career really thrive in that role. I'm just not sure yet where he might fit in. Because as you're looking at these names so far, Kevon Lee, Devin Ford, Kaziah Holmes, highly, highly unlikely to redshirt. Uh, Katron Allen will have that option available to him and will have to kind of pr- establish himself and prove himself here in the winter and spring. He did enroll in January, which helps his cause. Another freshman, Nick Singleton, also arrived in January as a do-it-all back who can run with power, speed, force, inside, outside, uh, runs with aggression, runs with hunger, runs like uh, it's the last time he's ever going to touch the ball. That's the way that I like to put it. So he's all he, he's the Gatorade National Player of the Year coming out of Governor Mifflin High School. He's the Gatorade Pennsylvania Player of the Year. So all his credentials, when you look at you know 40-plus touchdowns, 2,000-plus rushing yards, all his credentials point to him perhaps being Penn State's best option. And I think the game film backs it up. He could begin the year as the number one. He could have to work into that role, but I think it's going to be pretty clear early in the 2022 season that Nick Singleton can be a real game breaker. And after watching this group perform in 2021, I think it's safe to say that Penn State needs one of those in a really bad way. Wide receiver Jahan Dotson off to the NFL. No surprise there. Another big season as Penn State's number one wide receiver. Um, Gets him in position to possibly be a first-round pick. Daniel George and Cam Solomon Brown, we learned this week, are not going to be back. They're not listed on the roster anymore. So that offers little clarity in terms of how the rest of the depth chart takes shape. Parker Washington, logical wide receiver one. He had 64 catches for 820 yards and four touchdowns. Good audition for him as Penn State's top receiving threat in the Outback Bowl. Seven catches for 98 yards. Mitchell Tinsley arrives from Western Kentucky. Is he the number two wide receiver? Is he the number three? Could he make a play for number one? His production says a lot, as does his style. He's six feet, 205 pounds. He plays like a bigger wide receiver. He had 87 catches for 1,402 yards and 14 touchdowns last season. Fits in nicely as, as a, a change of pace wide receiver with the rest of these guys. Keandre Lambert-Smith, he was a wide receiver three as a true freshman in 2020. He was a wide receiver three as a sophomore, took a big step forward. I think he might get pushed for that role. So he's going to have to go out there and earn it this spring and summer. Uh, redshirt freshman to watch, Liam S- Clifford, the younger brother of Sean Clifford, a savvy route runner. Harrison Wallace, a bouncy athlete, kind of like Keandre Lambert-Smith. 
The coaching staff spoke favorably of both of these guys, so there will be players to watch who can potentially make a move. Jaden Dotton is another one to watch in terms of his development. He's going to be a redshirt sophomore, plays more like a wide, uh, a possession wide receiver, got that body control, size, and hands. Can he make a move? I think that it's, it's an important year for him to try to do that, to try to establish himself in this pecking order, because if he doesn't do it now, there are some talented young wide receivers, including those redshirt freshmen, and including true freshmen, Caden Saunders and Omari Evans, who both enrolled in January. You've got some other wideouts in this class too, uh, Tyler Johnson and Anthony Ivey. Uh, all making their claim for playing time. In particular, I'd watch Caden Saunders. You know, both of these guys have a lot of speed, but Caden Saunders ha- is a pretty established prospect. Uh, good route runner, good off the line of scrimmage, very good in the slot. He could make a play for that job pretty much as soon as he gets on campus, which is now. So watch him in the spring and, and the wintertime. Should be a really nice competition for every single spot on this depth chart which we all know that's exactly what James Franklin wants at any position. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Continue our look at Penn State position groups undergoing some pretty big changes in 2022, looking at the defensive side of the ball and the defensive end position uh, is a good one to watch. You've got Arnold Ebikati, who was a revelation in his first season coming from Temple with 62 tackles, 18 tackles for loss, and nine and a half sacks. He's off to the NFL. Mel Kuyper Jr. from ESPN has him as a potential first-round pick. Jesse Lucetta, not a true defensive end, but played more that position than he did at linebacker. But his versatility and those linebacker skills when he did line up at defensive end were a huge element of this defense, as were his hunger and and the way that he pursued the football set a really nice tone for this defense. Somebody else is going to have to fill those snaps and also fill that role as kind of that emotional leader. Jesse Lucetta had 61 tackles last season for and eight and a half tackles for loss. That's a lot of production between the two of them. 26 and a half tackles for loss just between Arnold Ebicati and Jesse Lucetta. Nick Tarburton was as good as advertised. He was a, a big talking point for the coaching staff coming out of the winter and the spring last year. Finally got healthy in his Penn State career. He had 30 tackles and four and a half tackles for loss in a reserve role. Could make a push and a play for a starting job next year. Smith Vilbert was one of the big stories of the Outback Bowl. He had three sacks in the first half of that game alone. You see him in that 6'5", 260-pound uh, range. His length and athleticism are pretty rare for that position. And if you can take that momentum from the Outback Bowl, parlay it into the winter and the spring, you could see him make a play for a spot high on the depth, on the depth chart as well. Zariah Fisher, converted linebacker, also played a bigger role in the Outback Bowl. He's one to watch. I think his upside is pretty significant at defensive end, and we're just starting to see that um, take shape in his career. Don't forget about Adisa Isaac, who's back. He was expected to be a starter last year. Um, Everybody spoke very, very highly of his athleticism and his upside. So now he comes off of an injury. 
He's a big-time talent. I would expect him to start if all goes to plan and his continued recovery from injury. So he's a guy to watch who could burst onto the scene. A little bit of a delayed breakout. What's supposed to happen in 2021 had to wait, but 2022 could be a big year for him. Some other names to know, Bryce Mostella. He's now a redshirt sophomore. He's listed at six foot six, 229 pounds. He arrived on the lean side, and we haven't really seen a lot of growth there in terms of him filling out that frame. That'll be interesting to watch how they plan to use him uh, with that unique frame of his. De- Devon Townley and Rodney McGraw are both long and athletic, six foot five plus on both of their parts. Uh, young guys who um, did a little development this past year uh, could be names to know. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if either one of them ends up being a breakout guy uh, in the winter conditioning months or in spring practice. Uh, last but not least, Deny Dennis Sutton. Not on the Penn State roster yet, but he could be a day one difference maker. He's a guy that Rivals had as a four star, as a five star coming out of Maryland, had a big All-American Bowl performance, uh, stood out in the practices leading up to that game and in the game as well with the sack. Uh, he reminds me of a, a lot of Yitor Gross Matos, who was a, a day one burn your red shirt guy, played as a true freshman. I think we might see the very same thing from Denied Dennis Sutton here, especially with the depth chart in the condition that it's in, with no sure things for any of those roles. You know, you have a couple of starter types in Nick Tarburton and Adisa Isaac, but really all bets are off in terms of who fills what jobs on that too deep. I think Deny Dennis Sutton is so good that you could see him arrive this summer and still make a play for an important job uh, on that defensive end depth chart. Lastly, the linebacker position, Ellis Brooks and Brandon Smith, they both declared for the 2022 NFL Draft. Left a little eligibility on the table in order to do so. Ellis Brooks would have had his COVID year, uh, that free year from the NCAA. Uh, Brandon Smith was a true junior. Uh, Not a lot left to prove, probably for either one of these players, but for Brandon Smith, you know, raw and athletic. You saw him do some things that uh, made you drop your jaw on film. You saw some things where um, didn't wrap up, tried to go for a big hit when he when he just needed to make a routine play. So he's got some things to to work out in terms of his maturity and approach. But two talented guys that will be missing from this Penn State linebacker core. We got a glimpse of what we could maybe expect. Uh, in the Outback Bowl because Ellis Brooks and Brandon Smith did not play. But it's worth noting that Jamari Budden and Kobe King had both already reached their four-game threshold prior to that game. And James Franklin said afterward that that was their preference to preserve their redshirt and not play in the Outback Bowl. So you've got guys who are real contenders for playing time in 2022. We didn't really get a look at them uh, in the bowl game. Uh, Curtis Jacobs, sure thing there. He'll be back as probably the anchor of this group, maybe the anchor of the entire defense. Moved to the Sam linebacker position this past year. Could he stay there? Could he move to the will? That'll be interesting to watch his role. Uh, such a dynamic playmaker anywhere he goes. Moves so well. Uh, plays with physicality. Uh, he could play any number of spots for this Penn State defense, and they will need him to. Manny Diaz, the first-year coordinator, will lean on him heavily at the linebacker spot. Another big question to answer without Ellis Brooks in the picture, who's going to be the starter on the inside? Kobe King comes off his true freshman year. Tyler Elzin comes off a redshirt freshman year. What about a guy like Charlie Catcher? Uh, Doesn't on paper look like a true contender for that middle linebacker spot, but I would expect him to play some kind of role here, and it might be bigger than we expect. Uh, We've seen stranger things than having a guy who has had injuries uh, in the early part of his career uh, grow into a starting job and play his best football 
uh, at the end of his career. Maybe Charlie Catcher is that guy. Uh, where will the depth come from at the, this position? You're going to skew young no matter what uh, at all three linebacker spots probably. Could Penn State tap into the transfer portal, pick up a veteran presence that can help bridge the gap as some of these young guys pick up some experience? That'll be a storyline to follow here all through the winter and into the spring. Big questions to answer at the linebacker spot. And Penn State just starting to get those answers here as we move into winter conditioning and spring practice. Could we see some moves in the transfer portal at any of these positions that are undergoing change, but especially linebacker? We should learn more as we get into the final days of January through National Signing Day and that transfer portal madness should be coming up in the weeks and months to come. Stick with us here on the Blue White Breakdown as we stay up to date with the current news and we'll also do some analysis as we look into the 2022 offseason. Thanks for tuning in to this edition and we'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.